All right, gentlemen. So I, not to kind of lean into music platforms or whatever, but we're in the midst of that whole Spotify year and rewind thing that I, I for one, like despite my kind of ongoing sour relationship with uh, Spotify, given kind of some of their business practices, genuinely enjoy. It's always kind of fun to see the thing and be like, here's all the shitty music you listened to this year. And I'm like, it was shitty. And you were wrong about a lot of it, Spotify. Thanks for that. Uh, but it's so... I, I got my numbers this year, and I have learned that I'm apparently a big fan of something referred to as comic metal. Not cosmic mm. metal. Comic metal. What the fuck is comic metal? I think I kind of get it. Uh, I mean, my first thought would be guar. But outside of that, pirate-themed... So I thought that too, but then I started like so that I consulted the metal elders, and as far as I can tell, no one but Spotify thinks there's a genre called comic metal, which is a thing. I the metal world is so weird and splintered and full of subdivisions. Mm-hmm. I totally just wanted to believe like, okay, yeah, I probably listen to comic metal. That makes sense. But yeah. no, in none of the ancient tomes of what is a metal band is the phrase comic metal like officially recognized, so I, I remain unfulfilled on this topic. Well, uh, congratulations, Spotify. You created a new genre. Apparently, you splintered, yeah. You have splintered <laughs> an already super splintered genre. Yes. Like or point, maybe it's a unifier. Maybe it's going to unify. It, it could serve to unify. You know? I, I can think of bands that, like, at their base level, you could be like, yeah, it's comic metal. But I'm like, no, there, there are other things, too. And I didn't really read it initially as cosmic metal. I'm like, okay, yeah, but that's Orbit Culture. Like, I've listened to a lot of them this year. Like, yes, there, there are, there's a bunch of metal bands that listen to that <laughs> are peripherally about space. No, it's <laughs> comic metal. So when I first read that, I'm like, did I actually listen to like Jerry Seinfeld's metal album a hundred times on repeat or something? Like, what what is this comic metal? And I have found nothing useful for it. I mean, like I said, the only thing that really comes to my mind is Guar. I and Guar is just Guar at this point. They are shock metal, I think, is their official denotation and that type of thing. Which is how also dumb the metal world is. Where I can be like, nah, they're schlocky, but upon typing that into Spotify, we have a couple more answers, but also it doesn't make any more sense necessarily. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, no, the things I've learned this week, comic metal is a thing, and metalheads don't know what the fuck it is. Congratulations. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 230. 230 episodes. I am Kraken Zero, aka Henry. I am here with Charlie, aka Mordak. That's uh, M-O-R-D-4-K. And Mave Online, aka Alex. Hootie woo. And I always like our like zero num our episodes that end in a zero. What's kind of cool? It's like yeah, it's a milestone. <laughs> Yay! Yay! No numerical milestones. But yeah, uh, everybody's here. We have things to talk about. Um, 
things we aren't going to talk about yet also but uh yeah i yeah i mean that's like the coyest way of describing our format ever (laughs) we have things to talk about but also we have things we're gonna talk about later it's like yeah, yes, they've 230 episodes in. They, they know how this works. It's not me being like, here's everything we're doing first. Oh, and by the way. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, I mean, I think once again, it wasn't a terribly eventful week. Uh, some stuff in, happened. In games. I, I mean, there's, I, I think there's one thing in particular that I want to talk about, but. I mean, I don't know. I guess some of the moves were interesting, but sure. in any case, um, as we do, uh, we can talk about ourselves. So, yes, Harley. the narcissistic part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, so what What were you up to this week? Uh, so I, I've been kind of keeping what I've been doing. I've been playing some Valhalla, playing some Destiny, kind of bouncing back and forth. Uh but due to some kind of corporate cross promotion, whatever you want to call it, shenanigans, I have kind of soured on Valhalla temporarily. Um, mm. I, I don't know how I came across this, but the good folks at Corn Nuts, yes, Corn Nuts, that snack food that no one knows where they come from except gas stations. <laughs> um, they are apparently doing a crossover thing with Valhalla. That's a that. You can get an XP booster from containers of corn nuts. You know, that Viking junk food. And I I don't know how I found out about this, but I always find kind of the idea of XP boosters in a single-player-ass game a little bit what the fuck is going on. And the fact that, like, it was with corn nuts. Well, I mean... When I think back of, like, Viking lore and all that, I know they used corn nuts as, like, a source of energy when I, they went into battle, right? That and Ball's energy drink, yeah. I, yeah. Ball's energy drink? Are we just hitting up all the retro snacks I at this point? I think we are. Like, that's what you would yeah. drink when you eat corn nuts, right? Like, that's the correct time period of that. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> the blip on the radar that either one was relevant in the grand scheme of pop culture. But, yeah, I Valhalla continues to be Valhalla. I, it's... It is increasingly weird playing that game where I didn't bother finishing Ghost of Tsushima or I didn't. I got to a point where I'm just like, eh, I'm kind of done with this thing. Where just there's something about the combat or the absurdity or the fact that that game is just like middle fingers up twirling around in a room about itself. I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I should be bored with that game a little bit by now, but something about just its Vikingness is keeping me going in a weird way that most open world games that have a way too goddamn big a map do I? <laughs> maps don't need to be that big for that type of game. I, they really don't. There's too much travel time in that thing. But that's neither here nor there. I. More importantly than that, though, I have finished the Deep Strong Crypt in Destiny Two. I can now say I've done all the raids in Destiny Two. I am a big fan of that raid. The. It's a cool raid. It's up there, I think, with some of my favorite raids kind of in all of Destiny. I think it's now, like, uh, in all the raids that were ever available for Destiny, it's probably, my, or Destiny 2, it's probably now my favorite. It's up there with, like, Deepstone, uh, not Deepstone Crypt, it is the Deepstone Crypt. It's up there now with Vault of Glass and uh, King's Fall from D1 as kind of, like, these are what the raids should be for this damn thing. I, it's, I know there's some kind of anger about the final 
boss for it, but I think the final boss for it's cool because it's a callback to D1, and I like when they link that type of bullshit together. I have entered into a weird, like... So with every Destiny release, especially with Seasons, I have this trajectory where, like, I get kind of to where I'm supposed to be on the leveling and equipment and all that curve, and I'm there, and I thought the kind of getting there with Beyond Light 1 was a little bit brutal. Like, if I have one complaint about this thing is that the post kind of story stuff for that, there's a lot, and it's a little bit overwhelming, but it's also kind of a, there's a lot to do to unlock the things you actually want to be doing. And now that I'm through that, I'm kind of I'm petering off some and can actually play the other classes. I got the I got the cloud right. I got the cloud strike sniper that shoots lightning, literal lightning from the sky down at your enemies. I got the chainsaw. It's I'm still enjoying that thing. I'm I'm definitely kind of like I'm glad I got to where I'm at now before Cyberpunk came out because it's the okay yeah now you can just kind of passively play the game again. Your character's at a certain light level gear wise. Like you're back in the end game end game of this game. You don't have to play quite as much, and I'm kind of thankful to be there because. Getting there with one very specific set of quests is rough, not in a hard way, just in a, man, you guys fucked hunters on this kind of quest line again, didn't you? Because our abilities do not yield themselves well to doing this very specific thing you're making us do. Well, that just makes me want to play the game less. I, yeah. Is I only I only play a hunter like yeah I'm not I'm not a person with enough like time or motivation to just sort of like play literally every class of yeah and it's super not it's more it's that. the there's a there's a better way of going about doing it like it's the I'll talk about this on uh, armchair guardians this week in more depth but like it's hunters have the best super in the game except when it comes to checking off bounty progression and that's kind of a uh, yeah, it's super powerful, but it doesn't kill as what the way you want it to, and that's a whole problem. That's more of a destiny bounty problem at that point than a problem with class. But the two, by their powers combined, get annoying. But yeah, it's been a pretty low key week for me across the board. I'm just kind of gearing up for Cyberpunk. I think there'll probably be a big reformatting of my main PC because it's time. I think like do that fresh Windows install, get all the gunk cleaned out of it, but. Yeah, no, nothing super amazing on my end, really. You chill, boring week. What Very you cool. Been up to? Um, well, I guess I'm going to officially announce that I'm leaving the podcast. Um, well, I was going to. I was planning to exit a grand goodbye because I was going to become a kept man. Uh, but <laughs> it turns out that's not the case. Um, so earlier this week, and I sent it to Charlie. I, well, I sent it to the whole gang here. Um, and I think it was funny just cause like, Charlie's like, I need to go back through your Instagram history to find out <laughs> what exactly learned this person to you. So I received a message, uh, basically asking if I've ever been a sugar baby before and if I wanted to be one. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm intrigued. Let's see where this goes. I mean, the worst thought of it, if it was real, is I get murdered, you know, or they take my kidney out when I'm vacationing in the Bahamas. Um, it fucked a lot of work side. to get kidney jacked, but that's a, that's possible, maybe. I mean, yeah, or just flat out murdered, used for some sort of weird sex cult ritual. It, it did have vibes of that skit from 30 Rock, where it's like, you ordered a bunch of massages off of Craigslist, cut to like her making a voice of like, "You're too late, man. I'm already murdering in her in here." It's like, yeah, that, that, that's what that is. 
Yeah. So, um, and so I, I shared it with a few folks and they thought it was kind of funny. And I was like, well, let's, let's see where this goes. And yeah, so it, it turned out to be a scammer. Um, shocked. 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 Shocked and appalled. My heart, you know, once I picked up the pieces, uh, I, uh, decided to have some fun and to fuck with this, uh, scammer, which I've always wanted to, man, because I've always Mm. seen all the cool videos of, like, people fucking with scammers. That pro revenge. Oh, Oh, yeah. So good. And so I got a chance to do that myself, and I had a fun adventure fucking with them for a while. Um, Definitely frustrated them. A lot of little bit of MS Paint going involved and whatnot, but yeah, I uh, oh, it was it was so much fun, man. But it was also just because I shared the adventure with my friends on Facebook and all that, and just keeping people updated with that was just kind of an adventure on its own. But needless to say, I had a great time doing that, and I can check that off my bucket list. Twenty twenty hasn't been so bad. Any highlights from this trajectory for us, or just kind of the whole thing was a yeah, oh, it's been well, a week fucking with a scammer. Um, well, let's see. Uh, let me pull up the pictures, because I, I, I screenshot it the whole chat. So, basically, the premise was they were going to start sending me $1,000, but I had to give them $35 for the clearance fee in order to in order to uh, to get it going, if you will. Mm. So, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I clicked the link. It didn't work. Wait, and it how was much funny. did you have to <laughs> give them to get it going? $35. Okay, that seems like reasonable buy-in for a, a sugar yeah, well, that, relationship. That was the quote-unquote cash app clearance fee. Hmm. Um, which I was like, well, they asked for my email and my cash app link, which is odd, because they just need that link. So uh, they send me an email from Cash App Square, <laughs> which is actually the like their Cash App's Gmail account. Like, yeah, this company wouldn't send me a fucking email from a Gmail account. Um, and it's like, oh, payment to so-and-so pending, and you have to send $35 clearance fee to this fucking uh, email, or this Cash App account. And so, luckily, I'm tech-savvy, but part of the reason I shared this is because there are a lot of people who fall for this oh, shit. Oh, yeah, no. Yep. And, like, to definitely give people, like, signs of, like, hey, this is the kind of shit people get fished with. Like, this is what you gotta do to be careful. So, um, after they did their really shitty email, they sent me as a deposit. And I said, oh, hey, it's not working. Uh, And they said, oh, my God, just go to the cash app and pay the cash tag below. And then they tried to video call me like three times right after that, Hmm. um, which I didn't accept. Um, And then I said, I I would have just to see. I would have like a hockey mask or something. Yeah. And then like, I did pay it. I didn't get the money, though. And like, I can't wait to chat with you. Your farts probably sound angelic. Uh, just that's the one that I want to see how long they could realize I was fucking with them. Mm. And so uh, I said, oh, yeah, so let me take a screenshot of the receipt. And this is when I proceeded to create fake receipts on MS Paint. Sweet. And they were so shittily made, too. <laughs> like, like they were, <laughs> you could tell they were really shitty because my email address is like maveonline at legitemail.com <laughs> uh, from Cash App Services. Which was an email of totally cash app at not fake email dot com, like, and then I just wrote, "Hey, I've paid thirty five dollar clearance fee on a totally legit transaction," and <laughs> they're like, "What is this? Where did you pay the fee? You have to pay this account." And then it kind of goes on for a bit with that one, and so I said, "Okay, oh, let me get it right. Sorry." 
And then I proceeded to send the same email, uh, was it an email template thing? But I scratched out the part where I wrote, paid $35 on this, and then I updated it to the different account. And so literally I just kept using the same email template to fuck with them. Um, and then nice. was it a, uh, oh, it was good. Like, I, and she like wrote, are you playing me? And I said, I would never play games with your heart unless you want me to. There's a $100 initial, uh, $100 digital fee for negging. Uh, do I need to pay a clearance fee on that as well? Kind of stuff. So oh, it was, yeah. Well done. It was just, yeah. Well, you know, every, every minute you spend with this scammer is a minute that they don't spend with, you know, somebody else that may actually be gullible. Yep. So well done. Honestly, yeah. it's like you're, you're doing the good work. <laughs> I wouldn't go that oh. far, but like the, the not evil work at least. Yeah, this Charlie. I'm not saying this is bad. This time badly spent, but I'm not sure it's uh. like good. It's at like it's best entertaining. Yeah, but no, uh, it does take up their time. I mean, yeah. they're spending a lot of time and effort trying to communicate with him, which they would otherwise be trying to scam somebody that might actually be gullible. You See, know? I assume maybe cynically this is kind of a like a trawling net type of approach where Alex is but one of many that were contacted as part of this but you're right like that that is a still one out of an entire group chewing up other people uh, chewing up time potentially yep. yeah a few, let me give you a few more of my favorite highlights was uh what's it called so I said hey did my thousand dollars come through I still don't have it at this point I should probably talk about overtime rates am I allowed to unionize like stuff like that it was just stuff I would bring up and then like you're lying to me and then they try to fish my Instagram account. Hmm. So they actually tried to like, they tried to get me to click on this fake ass link. Mm. And I replied saying the link didn't work. And I sent them a screenshot of Internet Explorer 5 from back in the day. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. That is awesome. We get enough questionable emails through the podcast email that, I'm, that I've like become an expert at like, okay, what the fuck is this? But yeah, yeah. no. But yeah, I sent them the, the 404 page not found from an Internet Explorer screenshot from like IE95 or IE5. Um, gosh, just yeah, a bunch of fun stuff. Perfect. I will say one of, oh, and then she asked me for the link that my, because when she was trying to trigger that the password reset through email on my Instagram, and she said, send me the link you're getting. And I sent them a picture of CDI link from back in the day. You guys don't know what CDI link is. Oh, it was I a do. really shitty Yeah. So I said this is the only link I'm getting in my in my messages. <laughs> uh but yeah, and then like just yeah, same thing and kept fucking with them and kept changing the name of the app we're gonna send the money through. And at this point the the template email has been horribly mangled with like three or four times I've scribbled stuff off and all that and then yeah. At that point, they said, nope, good night, and then I blocked them. But This hot piece um, of ass ain't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, the way I told them that maybe this wasn't cut out for me, they told them, you know what? This isn't what I expected from being a sugar baby. Maybe it's best I don't. My doctor did say I'm pre-diabetic. Extra sugar might not be the right idea. And they just seemed to be confused by that because they clearly didn't catch on. I was fucking with them the whole time. I, I think it's more of a <sighs> you choose to believe what you choose to believe type of situations. Like you want to believe this is actually working, but you're pretty sure you're getting messed with. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but also, Alex, what if this really was Anastasia, lonely fifty-year-old divorcee of uh, Florida, some place in Florida that really was just looking for whatever it is you put on an Instagram? Because I, I looked at that and I'm like, I, okay, like, pretty sure this is a skin <laughs> to begin with, but like the last couple photos have not been anything anyone's looking for. <laughs> Maybe they are, but uh, not. Uh, uh. <laughs> How dare you, sir? Ma'am, you have specific tastes. <laughs> very specific very, tastes. Very specific tastes. May I yes. recommend you uh, contact one Frank Reynolds from Always Sunny? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's an honor to be compared to Frank Reynolds. Thank I know, you. that's why I did it. Because I was being a dick to you first. I'm like, no, let's see if I hide out. Like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, needless to say, no, I, I, I'm, you guys still have me on the podcast. I will not turn what? into What, you're not retiring man. to a life of, um, I, uh, by servicing a middle to older woman in exchange for having your lifestyle paid for, Alex? No. Shocked! No, it was on my bingo list, but alas, this is not the case this time around. Shocked. We'll see down the line, but yeah. Shocked! That's where I'm at right now, so I guess I'm stuck here for another while. Apparently. <laughs> <sighs> now I feel depressed again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was... Oh, man, that was a lot of fun, I gotta say. And actually, uh, I'm glad people appreciated it. I know there was a... Just uh There was definitely a following as I was posting about this. In these times, it's, it's, it's fun to find some levity in just, like, an absurd moment. Yeah. But yes, uh, other than that, I did get some new headphones because my old ones finally shorted out. Congrats. And I, yeah, I really do like them. They're, they're very, very sweet. I just need to get a, so I got a sound, like an external sound card because I needed the extra amps in order to power the headphones properly. And this sound blaster card is not that great. So I'm going to go get myself another amp at some point and return this one to Amazon. So we'll see. But other than that, yeah, everything is uh, everything is well. I, I, I suggest had a very amusing week. I suggest uh, Behringer uh, because it's kind of like mid-priced audio equipment that works fine. Uh, Roland stuff is going to cost you, but uh, Behringer stuff is pretty pretty cheap. Mm. Find a lot of like amps and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> yeah, I will check them out. Um, that being said, for anybody who wants to read the adventure I had this week, I guess, uh, Charlie, if you want to share it on the podcast notes. I can I put it on the official the... Instagram if you want as a story or something. Like a Code story if you want. I can, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, you can also just throw it in the notes, just because that way it doesn't disappear from the story like after, an image like... or, no, I, I meant like the link, to, I, I meant like a post on the Instagram, but I could also just do like oh, yeah. the like, is it on Imager or something? Or yeah, it's on. Imager. I can put it. I, I I will put a link to that in the show notes if people wish. Perfect. Yeah, if you send it. I will to go me. ahead and I will go ahead and provide that to you. And uh, so check yeah, the we'll show notes a... for Alex's um, <laughs> seduction adventure. I, I don't. Everything about this is now becoming gross and unseemly. This is a family podcast. God damn it. <laughs> Podcast for families, dysfunctional ones that probably shouldn't allow to be families anymore, but families nonetheless. 
Uh, I'll find a way to link it on the... Uh, yes. I'll, fi- the... I'll figure something out. Excellent. We don't have to figure this out here during the recording. When Henry <laughs> still hasn't talked about what he's been up to. I guess it's like, is that it? Like, any Shadowlands reports for us? Any, like, what you've been up to besides uh, messing with lonely middle-aged women? Um, not much else in particular, I guess. uh, Still enjoying Shadowlands, at least? Like, still on that nice high roll? It's actually, yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, (laughs) So, like, I've actually had a lot of fun working on my character. It's been, um... Been really enjoyable. Yes, I, I just remember this point in time too, back when uh, Battle for Azeroth launched. So I'm like, okay, well, let's, yeah. let's see how long this would last because that one was a, it was doing real good until it wasn't. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, my only thing is, it's just kind of funny because so the raid opens. Excuse me. The um, the normal and heroic raid opens next week, and like you should you should be able to craft your first legendary, at least the one that you want. But nobody's doing it because a lot, of, at least a lot of people in the raiding community are like, I'm going to wait until they do any other patching for the, you know, for the mythic race and all that. Because, yeah, you don't want to spend a lot of resources that you can't re-grind up. Like, it takes time to build up these certain resources sure. for the legendary. You, and, like, uh, I'd rather wait until we know for sure that I... uh this item won't work out in the long run. Otherwise, I'm not spending all this money and all that just to grind an item that's going to be useless. Um, I know I think there's a balance druids have an item in particular that they're like, I'm going to wait till next week to see what the hot fixes look like. So, but yeah. So it's just funny that a lot of people are just stalling on that, and we're like, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, and the thing is, when you have certain things tied to your covenants, which still is an issue, I think. Just in general, because once they start hotfixing stuff, it's going to be a problem. So, but we'll see. But for right now, the the ride is good. So, that's where I'm at with it. Although I haven't leveled up a second character, just because I like working on one right now, and it's fine. So, yeah. Excellent. Henry? So yeah, I've been I've been streaming a lot more often, so you can kind of see my hijinks on my Twitch channel because I definitely highlight whenever things go gloriously weird, and that's that's been no uh, it's been no exception. I have been playing games off stream though too. I played Gris, uh, G R I S, which is really cool. Uh, it's a really beautiful game. I mean, it's really made kind of for the the art and the music, which are very much intertwined. It's a it's a platformer, but it's very simplistic. It's it's not all it's not very difficult. The mechanics are very very simplistic. Like there's a couple of things you can do, a couple of abilities that you get in the game, but really it's about the journey. So, and it's a, yeah, a very beautiful game. Very kind of lyrical, nice-looking, beautiful game. I mean, that's that seems to be the point. I mean, so the game is just sort of you're traversing a, I don't know, a kind of a strange wilderness of a sort. Uh, it's, there's some really heartfelt parts. I mean, there's no dialogue. 
and it communicates everything just with visual language, and I and I think that's really cool. I think that's a that's a really. I think it's. I think to do a game like that where everything is communicated completely visually, you have to be very good with visual language. And also, everything is communicated with music, too. So, I mean, there's a lot of music notes that communicate what's kind of the mood or the general feel of what's going on. But, yeah, I finally got around to playing that. I've had the game for a while, honestly. I've had it for quite a while. I forget when I actually bought it. But I I have that on my good old games account. But, yeah, I finally got around to playing it a bit. And, yeah, it's really nice. It's just kind of, it's relaxing to play. It's and sometimes it's nice to have a relaxing game to just kind of sit back and explore. I mean, you know, and I've mentioned other games before that I for that I play for the exact same reason, like a short hike and uh, uh, the air memories of old. That and this is similar in that it's more about the exploration than like being some sort of a very challenging platformer. There's a the puzzles require a little bit of thinking, but it's it's not about it. It seems to be about the game being taken as sort of a whole and the jerk and the experience itself being the important part. But yeah, definitely enjoying that. But I've been playing mainly when I've been playing the classic games or retro games. I've been playing them on stream, so. I got back to Double Dragon 3 because I wanted to beat the game. I just wanted to beat the game. So I uh, Double Dragon 3 for the NES. Not the arcade game, because Double Dragon 3 Arcade is a load of shits. A pay-to-win load of absolute garbage. Whereas the Double Dragon 3 for the NES is... Uh, it's, it's pretty well made. It's not a very long game. And if you know how to... If you kind of know it and know it's coming... It's pretty predictable, for the most part. There's a few parts that are trickier, like the last boss can be very tricky if you kind of don't know a good strategy against it. But, as for that, uh, one of the previous times I tried to beat the game, I found a hilarious glitch on the last boss where, for whatever reason, I was playing the ninja character. You can switch between, essentially, the one of the brothers or both of the brothers if you're playing two-player, but you can switch between the brothers, and then you pick up two ex- additional characters, a one character named Chin, and one character named uh, Ranzo. And I was playing Ranzo, who's just ninja character, ninja master. And I was playing him against the last boss, and she just throws me out of the screen. She has attack where she just kind of tosses you against a wall, kind of with a psychokinetic attack. Just picks you up, tosses you against a wall. But this time, for whatever reason, she just threw me straight up into the air, out of the screen, forever. Like, Well, you hadn't hit the wall called the atmosphere yet. Yeah. <laughs> it just kept flying upwards, like, out of the screen, and never came back down. Just went back to where he came from. Uh, it's the uh, the Poochie effect from The Simpsons. If you and, remember that episode? And died along the way. God, that's a <laughs> that's a cut, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, found and then he the game eventually did game over. I thought it was going to be a a soft lock, a complete soft lock, but eventually, like the boss character, after just sort of walking around for a bit, 
did her sort of teleport move and just kind of where she just kind of disappears and then it was just game over. That's, that's it. That's how it ended. I have a highlight on my channel for that one, so if you want to check that one out. But I'm I'm really good at finding glitches in games. I I do this a lot. I every time I, it seems like every other time I stream, I find a weird thing that happens. I've also been playing. So I've been working on beating Rambo for the Sega Master System, which is basically an Akari Warriors clone. It's it, but it has its own sort of weird things going on and different mechanics. But and if I beat it, it's going to be de facto the speedrun and one CC. It's because you can't continue and nobody else is speedrunning it because the game for the first four stages is pretty fair. Like it's pretty predictable. I mean all the stages are predictable. That is all the spawns are consistent. Uh, at least for the unique characters. The kind of there's a each stage has its own sort of uh like uh I guess cannon fodder that just spits out constantly that it constantly respawns, but yeah, the first first four stages I can get through without even without even losing a life. I can get through without even dying. I can get no hit stage one through four. Stage five, it like jacks up the difficulty a bit, but you can still get through it. I I got through it. I've gotten through it with as little as maybe losing only two lives. So I mean, it's very it's very possible. But the last stage, just where it just goes, fuck you, you're not beating this game. There's just loads of completely unfair horseshit on the last stage. It's it's rather it's it just gets stupid. And I've gotten close. I've gotten to the last boss and gotten some parts of the last boss beaten, but I haven't quite beaten it yet, but I feel like I will. So, But I found a glitch on that, but I can't, I don't know, and it would be a useful glitch. Essentially, there's grenades in the game, just like Akari Warriors. You have a limited amount of them, but somehow what happened in the level, I started firing the the grenade, and then it would destroy everything on the screen, just absolutely destroy everything on the screen for no apparent reason. I don't know how it started. I don't know why it does it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it just started to destroy everything on the screen, and I don't know why. I have no I have no idea why it started doing that. You know what you but did. I, I clipped it. I mean, I highlighted it, and I looked back at the video, and I can't figure it out. I have no idea what happened there. So... Yeah, that's a that's the thing that happened. So, but yeah, that's uh but yeah, uh, still working on that game and also I I managed to find a decently priced copy of a game I've been wanting to play for the Sega Master System, which is called Zillion. Which Zillion is a it's a I guess Metroidvania search fo- uh search action game. I've heard also heard the genre described as it's yeah there's a map and things you have to do and things you have items there are multiple characters you can switch between which is kind of cool and but yeah uh, i i'm probably gonna maybe play that on stream as well so as well as continuing work on rambo to get that one cc de facto speed run but 
yeah, I've been just streaming a lot more often. I'm trying to make it kind of a regular thing. At least I'm streaming where maybe three or four times a week, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Uh, may, but generally, it's going to be mostly retro because the games I play that are modern aren't necessarily going to be fun to watch me play them. Uh, like, even though I'm good at them, like I'm pretty good at Into the Breach, but it's not going to be fun to watch me play that, I don't think. This is just me sitting for a few minutes staring at the screen, and then I'll decide to move and then stare at the screen for a few more minutes. And, yeah, that's... It's not as... I think strategy games are probably not as much fun to watch on stream. It's just not action constantly, so... But yeah, I'll generally be playing the Sega Master System games, I think. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's a great little system. And Someday you'll make it up it. to Dreamcast. Yeah, <laughs> in about ten years, I'll I'll finally get to Dreamcast. Once you've played all of the Sega games on the prior console, then it's yep. Dreamcast time to shine. I mean, I haven't even touched Saturn yet, so... I did play Dracula uh, X, or I played the uh, S- Symphony of the Night for the Saturn, the version for the Saturn, during oh, Halloween week. I- I've heard that's actually a really good version of it. It is. It has one caveat, though. It a it it doesn't run quite as well. It's it, there's things about it that are weird and not good on the port. It doesn't mm. do transparencies. It uses dithering instead, which does not look very good. But okay. I don't know why, because it obviously can do some transparency. But yeah, for some reason, some things it just uses. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, just dither, dithering, and it looks bad, but it adds two new kind of areas and a couple of new weapons and items, mm. and it puts back in the, uh, at least, uh, well, two other, uh, there are two other, uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called, uh, your helpers or whatever, like, yeah, so... Oh, the, the familiars? Yeah, familiars. Yeah, yeah, you have two other familiars that are in it. And one of them is the halfling, which is basically the same as the fairy, but if you find a place to sit down and you have sheet, the sheet music item, she will start to sing after you're asleep, like sing you to <laughs> lullaby to sleep. And it's a, it's a, it's a, like, just kind of a cute little song. But yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny because you see these actual like he's snoring. Alucard is snoring. You see these Z's coming out. <laughs> it's, but yeah, the, uh, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I own a copy of that. I've had a copy of that for a long time. But yeah, it is the, but yeah, uh, one of the extra areas is kind of cool because it connects, may, puts a connection between two areas that were not formerly connected. Yeah, but the other one is just sort of like. Not connected to anything else, but it's a neat area. It has an extra extra weapon in it, a new weapon. But yeah, uh, uh, you aren't missing too much. Oh yeah, the other thing is, you, well, you can get an item that makes you walk faster or run. Oh. It gives it gives Alucard the ability to run, but it just makes him. It just speeds up the walking animation, so it just looks like he's power walking. <laughs> But yeah, uh, they didn't. It doesn't add a new in- animation for running. Of course, the other big attraction is it has Maria mode, and she's just so hilariously overpowered. It makes the game like you can just 
flow through the game immediately. Because she's way more powerful than Richter mode. Richter mode is actually challenging. He has like a quarter of her hit points for some reason. She has way more hit points. And though his uh though he can use the item breaks that are really powerful, her spells are way more powerful. Her spells are game breaking ridiculous. We've talked uh, about yeah. this before. Yeah. Oh, but okay. yeah. Um yeah, uh I'll eventually get to Saturn. I do have some Saturn games. I mean, I haven't even hit the Sega CD yet, or the Genesis. I've Not much to hit on Genesis. the Sega CD in some regards. Um, I have a few games that are unique. Uh, one of them called Panic, which is just kind of a hard game to describe. It's just kind of, you have to see it. I think I've played it, too. The name reminds me of Dark Buried Memories. It was like, this is fucking weird. Yeah, that's uh, I and I do own. I have a copy of that, so I mean, I might play that at some point. Let me know when you're playing Seaman right. for the Dreamcast. Yeah, Seaman, whatever the fuck. Yep, Seaman, don't panic. Don't panic, Seaman. Yeah, um, it'd be cool if I could pick up a a the micro. I never had the microphone add-on. I never owned. I never owned a copy of Seaman. I'm sure I could probably find a copy of it now. I would say, surely eBay has that on there. Yeah, with a microphone add-on, but... It's probably some, like, weird indie market for, like, replacement C-Man microphones, too, given how weird the internet is. Yeah. But, yeah, so... I mean, that's, that's kind of what I've been up to, just streaming a lot of retro stuff, mainly Sega stuff, because yeah. that seems to be my thing. That's fair. I mean, it's time for news. Sure. I think it is time for news. Oh, sorry. I, I guess I probably should check to see, make sure you're done. You're done, right, Henry? Yeah. All right. I mean, it's time for news. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this one this week. We've got a bunch of weird kind of blast from the pla- uh, past. Not plast. But I suppose blast from the plast also in theory works. Where the fuck a plast is. Um... Yeah, I, I guess let's start with the most blasty from the pasty. Remember the game Arkham Knight from, God, five years ago, it feels like? But I know it's not quite that long. Yeah. The, the last Batman game, if you will. So it got uh, some skins for some reason released for it. And they're they're free, so if you're still playing this game, go have fun. Maybe go check them out, but... I one of them appears to be kind of the. It's gotta be German, right? Like Zur and Ark Batman skin. Oh yeah, no, that's the one from like the Batman that existed in like caveman times. Sure. That's why it looks like it's stitched together out of bullshit. Oh yeah, I thought it was some like weird like Joker Batman skin, but that also makes more sense. And then we also got the anime imagining of Batman that has no bat symbol on it, ironically, and I kind of actually dig that about it. No, it does. It's just, uh... uh it, black it's on more black? Discreet. It's on the, it's on the, yeah, it's black on black oh, on the cowl. maybe the way it should have always been. Got it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's black on black on the cowl. But, yeah, the... That's fair. Yeah, I... Nothing more to it than that. It's a free download. Go check it out if you feel so inclined. I don't know why they did this, but it does kind of line up with there are rumors of 
hey, Batman's coming back. There's also that um Arkham Knights story that are the one where you play as Red Hood, Robin, or Batgirl, or Red Robin, maybe? I don't... Yeah. They got oh, Nightwing, that's what I was thinking. They got that new game coming out in the near future. Oh, update. No, the Zero NR is an alien from the planet Zero NR. It's an alien called Talano, and that's a thing that exists, I guess. Didn't Didn't know about that. Okay. I don't know why this alien has this weirdly stitched together, like, yeah, weirdly stitched together costume. But Batman's badass retranscends Earth. Even aliens don't be afraid of Batman. Even though he's Robin colored, I there's a lot going on there. I, I I don't know how much you follow the Batman comics. We just got done with like Joker Wars, where somehow Joker gains control of the Wayne fortune. And that was preceded by the acknowledgement of, yo, there's three Jokers, but there's really only one Joker. And then that Joker murdered a bunch of the other Jokers, and life is stupid. And Batman continuity is insane. Oh yeah, well, at this point, all comics continuity has just gone off the fucking rails, so... As much as I enjoy the heavy metal thing they keep doing with the Batman who laughs, who is essentially Jokerized Batman... That's more of just me being like, you guys have fucking given up. Congratulations. I love this, like, post-giving up version of DC. (laughs) What if we turn Batman into the Joker, but, like, actually into the Joker? Oh, and then we called it Death Metal. Why? Well, it turns out people are called metas because there's a small amount of an unknown metal in their system, and the code we were classifying with previously only had space for four letters, not five. Oh, that's an explanation. It's 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 amazing comic like revisionist bullshit. Where I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Like you couldn't just call it death metal because it's cool. No, it's called death metal because oh no, these people have nth metal in their bodies, and that's what gives them super bullshit. And we're finally revealing this fact. Oh yeah, there's also an entire dimension of evil Batman's. I love death metal. It's dumb. Yeah, uh, where to go from there? Uh, let's talk about Dauntless real quick. I guess first of Alex, you still playing Dauntless? I haven't played Dauntless for some time. Fair now. enough. Well, it's getting an update. Uh, it's called oh. Dauntless Reforged. It's kind of becoming more, I'd argue, like Monster Hunter World, which actually makes me more likely to go back and play it. So I. I think it's officially out at this point. It's very close to being out. I couldn't quite tell based on what I read on it, but it's where Monster Hunter World and kind of Monster Hunter previously has always leaned into this, like, you learn a map, and that's got kind of the hunting grounds on it. For better or worse, Dauntless was kind of floating islands, and that was cool from a, like, boss rush standpoint feeling, but it, like, and for Alex's purposes, where he was playing the game for fun and no experience with Monster Hunter previously, it was fun. It's a totally, it is the best hey, what if there was a free version of Monster Hunter out there game I've ever played? And it seems that they're kind of embracing that, like, hub map world approach Monster Hunter's had for a little while in a good way, and that's what this is going to do to that game. It actually might get me into playing it more, because I, I I dug that game. The, the weapons were cool. I kind of dug the art style for it. It had a kind of fun Worldcrafty feel to it, which I think worked well. Yeah, I, yeah it, it was never a bad game. It just also had the bad luck of, we're out, and World comes out next week. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play World instead. 
Because yeah. I've been waiting for World my entire goddamn monster hunting career. Yeah, and, and actually, I think Dauntless does multiplayer a lot better than Monster Everything Hunter does. Everything does multiplayer better than Monster Hunter World. Like Monster Hunter's multiplayer is garbage! Like, once you're in it, you're fine. It's the matchmaking system that's just unforgivably bad. Like, it's... There are single-player games that have no multiplayer mode to them that do multiplayer better than in some ways Monster Hunter World's lobby system is. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's bad enough I don't bother engaging with it half the time. Do you want to play Monster Hunter together? Yeah, I would, but I'm not going into that lobby system because it's terrible. I think we talked about that way back when I was playing the game when it first came out. Yeah, it's... The game is great, unless you want to play with your friends, and then it's like, why would you design a game this way? No, but actually, why would you design a game this way? <laughs> yeah, that's that on that, yeah. I'm glad Dallas is still kicking. I liked the game. Like, the, the beta I played of it a long time ago I thought was real cool, and it's continued to be real cool in my book, so I'm glad it's kind of hung in there through all of the Monster Hunter world in this, because I thought that might have just flat out killed it. But, nah, free-to-play seems to work for that thing pretty well. Hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I guess while we're talking about Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter, the actual game, not the kind of spinoffs or whatever, world, has been review-bombed on Steam because of the movie. Once again, kind of making me go, review-bombing is a real goddamn problem. Yeah, but in this case, they... Kind of earned it. Yeah. Don't put fucking racist jokes in your movie. Well, the movie's not really connected like... to the game. Like, it's just a licensed property at that point. Yeah, but you agreed to have this licensed property property associated with your game, so they don't they don't get to throw their hands up and say we didn't have anything to do with this. You did. You agreed to do. You agreed to this, and you we know you previewed the movie. You didn't. You didn't just say. I, I highly doubt that Capcom was just like. We're not even going to. None of us are going to watch the movie. We're just going to assume. Yeah, I'm with Henry on this one. I I, I got to go with him on this one. I yeah. I, I I. I'm not saying what the movie did was right. I'm just kind of. It's one of those ones where like I don't like how much of a finger did Capcom actually have in vetting this one? I don't know. Well. They they own the property, so it is their responsibility. If I mean, if you own a property and you control it actively, and you make games in this property, then yeah, that's that's on you. Like they should, if they didn't vet it, they obviously fucking should have. I, I'm not saying they shouldn't have. I'm just saying it feels like a very Japanese game dev thing to kind of be like, okay, you're making a movie, fucking cool, whatever. I'm still missing uh, the fucking Monster Hunter movie out there, period. I didn't even know there was a movie at first until you guys mentioned it. I, it's so. Shouldn't exist for a variety of reasons, but... I, yeah, I don't see... I will never watch that movie. I have zero interest in it. I will watch it when it's part of a subscription I'm already paying for. That's my yeah. stance. So, so my question is, like, what is it exactly that they do in the movie, or... I can get some context. What is it in the movie they did that was really bad? It's a shit joke. Yeah, like, it's a it's, it's a barely joke. a joke that yeah. I'm not going to repeat because it's just so fucking stupid and racist. Yeah. It's like it's not even funny. It's not even like like I mean like there there's no punchline there. Is what I mean is like 
I don't see how anybody, even a racist, would find it funny. Well, and like let's like to kind of further add to the pedigree of this. This is from the same people that brought you way too many goddamn Resident Evil movies. So yeah, we're talking that level of writing. Yeah, it's the same person involved, and he even used his favorite actress again. Wife, yes. For no fucking reason. Okay, she's just character in this one too. Sure, why the fuck Fuck not? Why not? Arguably, it makes more sense in Monster Hunter, where it's like, yeah, anyone can be in this fucking movie if you want. Uh, Literally anyone. Yep. (laughs) But yeah, it's just a very, very ridiculously racist, big scare quotations joke in the movie, and yeah, they should have fucking vetted it. Yes. Well, not surprised that they're shitty, a shitty multiplayer. I yeah. Just mention the multiplayer when you review bombing the game. I guess to make it valid. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate the idea of review bombing because it undermines the whole reviewing process of any actual validity, especially on Steam. But that's a whole separate topic. Moving on from that, we got more movie news. Uh. Oscar Isaac has been t- uh, cast, tapped, whatever the right word is, to play a solid snake in a Metal Gear Solid movie. In other news, this movie's never going to happen, but it's cool that we have a casting choice for it, I guess. Mm, I like Oscar Isaac, don't get me wrong. I don't see him as Solid Snake. I don't see how you make a, a Metal Gear Solid movie when Metal Gear Solid is already kind of a movie. So well, yeah, I mean, what what are you going to do that's different? Yeah, I as a player of the Metal Geared franchise of YouTube videos we did at one point, um, I, I don't know what you could take from that movie to trim down into a, we'll say, two hour long movie that would retain the same Metal Gearness of Metal Gear. Like, there's no way you can do that movie an actual actual movie, like. You'd have to make it like both better and worse than that game is simultaneously. It, it just wouldn't work, and you'd like lose some of the absurdity that is like it'd just be more of like a Jason Bourne movie potentially. That's not Metal Gear at that point. Like if if Solid Snake isn't kind of fucking duking it out with a helicopter on top of a roof with a rocket launcher and then fighting a sniper lady, it's not Metal Gear. If yeah, there's not a knife fight on top of Metal Gear Rex at the end of the movie, they fucked up. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's just going to cover the first Metal Gear Solid game. I, I guess I, it could be any of the Metal Gear. It makes sense for it to be solid. I mean, they're say they're yeah. calling it Metal Gear Solid. So, yeah. The, the... Uh, so I'm guessing it's not going to have like the plot plots from the first two games. Can you imagine trying to work like those are arguably the most like functional plots you could work into a movie? But you'd also just be making Rambo at that point. Uh, to a certain extent, yeah, I suppose. But the first two, first two games are great, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I mean, knocking the them. Just games... like they're they're nowhere near as balls to the wall ridiculous. Like there's no mad yeah. bomber on roller skates in those games. Uh, like there is in Metal Gear Solid. There, there is. Have you not played Metal Gear Metal Gear Two? No, I play. I played both of them. Metal Gear Two goes off the rails a bit. Yeah, but not in the same way. Like it's. Not to the same yeah. extreme, I guess. Not as extreme, but it goes off the rails yeah. pretty well. I mean, you end up in a in a uh, in a fist match 
in a fucking minefield. So I mean, fucking like a badass. Yeah, no, that that's yeah. I, I'm talking like unless you're gonna have the movie I really want is Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater made into a movie. Ace, so that song mm. can be an official like movie soundtrack out there because yeah. it's such a good song. But also yeah. just to see a movie theater have to react to the fear. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, also, I, I think it would be funny make... if they if they let the end actually just die. If he finds him and he's just dead. Yeah, if you're gonna make one Metal Gear Solid movie into an actual Metal Gear Solid game into an actual movie, it should be three because three, despite the kind of like wonky, problematic controls, is the most Metal Gear of all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Three is fantastic. It is the best. Three. Like it's got a man that has three. bees. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's got that snake dude. It's got that old man with a sniper rifle. It's got the guy that shoots bullets out of his fist because of electricity. Let's not forget the vampire. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, yeah, Vlad's there. I forgot Vlad's there. Is he in the third one? I think he's in two and he's in four. Is Vlad in three? No, yeah, he's in two and four. Yeah, because he's back and it's okay. yeah, because four is the one that okay, bring him in. Yeah, no, he, he belongs in three. Why not? He's a vampire. Yeah. Yeah, I. And then Magnolia Rising Revengeance won too, so we could get to have a senator go nano machines and as he punts Raiden off a of mecha. Just so I can have <sighs> that mummy relived in more media. So that game is also great for the same reasons. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's a thing. Uh, go Hollywood, I guess. We're finally turning video games that are already movies into movies. But, yeah, do you. I will be on board with this movie if they still have the voice actor of Solid Snake voice Solid Snake in the movie. <laughs> well, it's funny, like, they could actually have him, like, involved because David Hayter, the uh, the English voice actor, yeah. is a script writer, yeah. a prominent script writer in Hollywood. No, I'm saying I want them to, like, film this entire movie and then dub over... Uh, Oscar Isaac's voice with David Hayter doing Solid Snake. With that same, like, lack of inflection <laughs> we've come to know and love for Solid Snake. <laughs> that is the Metal Gear Solid we deserve movie. I don't think David Hayter's up to playing Solid Snake at this point, but... No, he's... Yeah, he's... Yeah, I don't, I don't think he'd be up for it either. Yeah. Isn't he like on not so good terms with them anymore? Um, or at least with Konami, he was right. No one's on good terms with Konami at this point. Like, I, I think there was some kind of Konami's cut ties with everybody that was worth a crap in their in their in their company. That's why they have like nobody left. Yeah, there was also some fallout from the is it Metal Gear Solid Five or Metal Gear Solid V conversations and. The fact that it is indeed actually V, meaning Venom, and not 5, despite the fact it's also technically 5, led to a bunch of confusion on this topic. Where, like, people were confused he didn't get cast back to play the voice. It's like, no, because it's not the same person, it's why a different voice. It's like, yeah, it's cutting ties, but, eh, okay. But he also, they, they recast him in 4 as well. Did they? Yeah, they used, a. Uh, uh... Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah, he was in 4 and 5, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about the 4 one. I know about the 5 one. That's what I was referring to. 
But that's enough Metal Gear goodness for one podcast. Um, go watch Metal Gear if you're curious. It's a thing on YouTube. It's whatever. <laughs> Moving on from that, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, a game I did not know existed, is coming to North America and Europe on February 23rd. It is a slash, a hack and slash version of Persona 5, which I didn't know that was a yeah. thing. Like Hyrule Warriors and stuff like that. Oh, so it's a uh, Musou. Yeah, it's a Musou. Dynasty Warriors. Yep. I could be down to play that, potentially. Oh, yeah, I think I'd be down for that. That sounds pretty interesting to me, too. It'd basically be the anime at that point, because the anime is ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Does not match the the fighting at all, but who the fuck cares? Moving on from that, let's go with my favorite ridiculous news of this week, and that is it is the news of Yuri Geller, a man that I did not know was involved in a 20-goddamn-year lawsuit with Nintendo over Kadabra, you know, the Pokemon, specifically the Kadabra playing card has dropped that suit, I guess, and now they can print Kadabra and stuff like that, and... Did either of you know this was a thing? Yeah. What? I did, because I know that Yuri Geller is a fraud and a piece of shit. Well, yeah, he bends spoons with his mind. That's fake. Yeah, so I guess to kind of fill people in and Alex, uh, so Yuri Geller, I guess, is a... He's Russian, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think he's British. Uh, yeah, who knows? I, we could look it up. Um, We're not going to. He, he's a magician famous for doing kind of... No, no, he's Israeli. Israeli, sorry. British. He, yeah. He's a spoon-bending magician, and I guess for whatever reason, because it actually makes a certain amount of sense when you get into it. Like, I guess the Japanese pronunciation and name for Kadabra is a little more referential to him as a person. It's a stretch but oh I it's get how it's, gets there. it's you no it's yoon geller yeah and you and uh the and the kind of katakana for yoon also looks like it could be yuri yeah so i mean that's it's uh no it i i can see that yeah. but i mean it's uh, i that would fall I, for me that would fall into you know i don't know Fair use. Yeah, I, it's like, like I said. Like I, I get how he gets there. It's a stretch, but I get how he gets there. But like between the psychicness and the spoonness and the how similar you could perceive the names, there was this lawsuit that I, I guess since like and I didn't know this part of I guess since like the first running of Pokemon cards, there has not been a Kadabra Pokemon card. Yep. Because of this I lawsuit, did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. And now he's like. He's apologized for this dumbness. He's like, yeah, fine, fuck it, do whatever. Like, I guess, like, uh, mostly I enjoy the fact that people, I guess, like, write him letters calling him a piece of shit for this with some frequency. That's kind of cool. Yeah, for, like, 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just because he has, he just wants to be back in the news. Maybe. That would make sense. Because that's all, I mean, his only claim to fame is all total horse shit. Like, his, his only, like, he claimed to you know, find some, like, ore deposit somewhere, but it turns out all he did was just read the fucking mineral survey that a professional company had already done. And this basically read that, and then acted like he fucking predicted something, and he didn't even do that. He's total and utter fucking fraud. I love that 
uh, one of my favorite people who passed away this year, James Randi, fucking made an ass of him on national TV on the Johnny Carson tonight on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Made him look like a complete fucking fool. Basically, all he did was, uh, instead of letting Yuri Geller bring his own stuff, his own props, he brought he brought props, and he just said a bunch, all everything, a big thing on the table. He said, "Do any of them? Do literally any of the of, of the psychic things? Do do any number of this is all stuff that you've done before. Here you go, do them." And of course, he just kind of sat there and stared at them, and then claimed that. Something was wrong or some bullshit. Yeah, Yuri Geller, fucking fraud. Nobody listened to him. He's full of horse shit. Sure, in context of the story, Kadabra's coming yeah. back, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just and shout out to James Randi. That guy's a fucking legend. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Yeah, I love. It. Yeah, great guy. I met him actually. And yeah, he's just a really good dude. He's just really. Cool, like, interesting, interesting guy. I guess we're kind of on this topic. It's tangentially related. You want to talk about Rival Peak for a couple minutes there, Henry? Yeah, so... Something started this week on Facebook called Rival Peak. And so, what Rival Peak basically is, it's it's a game show... Uh, but it's more like it's a reality show. It's a game show and a reality show. And let's take a step. It's basically The Sims Big Brother, but with a much mm-hmm. deeper system attached to it and with audience yeah. participation. Yeah. And so, whereas the si- and the thing is, the characters on the show are AI. They are Sims, but they are more, way more sophisticated than The Sims. And mm. it's, but the way it works is the way it works. Uh, is there is audience participation. That is, you can participate to help her, uh, to help different characters do things. Like, you could, like, tap on the screen to make them, like, chop wood faster. And and you could also vote people off. That's one of the other things that happens once a week, is you, everybody in on the Facebook watching it can vote somebody off. And you can kind of also steer them towards certain actions and it will affect them. Like if you vote, like if the audience votes, like maybe you should go for this thing instead of that thing, or maybe befriend this person and not that person, they may listen to you. It can affect the audience participation can affect the way the AI reacts. And the AI are incredibly sophisticated and have gone through many iterations before they brought it to Facebook. And so it uses something called uh, well, they're calling it a ma- massive interactive live event. But yeah, it's essentially all right. So they they are using something called goal oriented action planning, and which is it's building. It's a more sophisticated version of what's called a first order regressive numerical action planner. So the difference being in that, like, what first order predicate means, it's a it's a philosophy and logic term is just sort of like action to consequence, action to result. And then that's that's kind of the way the Fornap is based on. Whereas theirs is goal-oriented, which is 
makes it a little more gray area on what the goal is. So that it's not one particular action of a sort, it's kind of steps towards a goal, so that there's more than one step towards the goal, and there's multiple possibilities towards that goal. For instance, if a character wants water, like there may be bodies of water, and then they may have a canteen or a cup to get that, or also, they could ask another one of the other contestants for water. Like, if they've been friendly with a contestant and they know they have water, it's like, can I have some of your water? So there's a goal there, but the steps towards that goal are not set. They're not permanent. So that's that's what their kind of the, the extra sophistication of their system is, is that instead of, like, one way and one goal in that, Every time anybody wants water, they always do the one thing. They have a kind of tree of possibilities where they could ultimately get, may or may not be successful in getting water, but it's what, but that's the steps they're going to take. Like I said, like maybe just grab a canteen and go to the nearest, nearest water source or ask one of their people that they've befriended for some water. So there's, uh, and the AI runs uh, uh, concurrently and asynchronously with the simulation. And the simulation is also pretty sophisticated. That is, there's lots of ways for them to get food, get water, get wood, get, yeah, a lot of different things. And so, yeah, it's, I think the way that they've planned this out means that uh, the fact that it's sort of loose, loosely goal-oriented AI means that's where the audience participation can have an effect. Is that essentially the characters kind of have personalities that are made by the how they weight certain goals, like how uh, the weight meaning just like how much do they want the goal, like which is more important, is it food or water or you know, is in the social goal is like making friends with this person or that person, or maybe like suspecting both of them and not befriending them because you they 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 think that the other ones may be you know not not partial to you know, or maybe even antagonistic, and so there's and that can be also like I said affect and that's where the audience can come in and affect the way the character kind of responds to other characters or what they kind of see as more important. They may take that into account and that may have an effect on their decision-making. So the audience can choose to either kind, they can kind of screw people over. I mean, that's the thing. Like they could tell somebody to befriend the schemer or they could tell somebody to not befriend anybody and try to just do everything on their own. And like, yeah, uh, but they could also try to help the characters. And like I said, there's even like opportunities when they spot a character, say, like I said, chopping wood, you could click on the screen to help them to chop wood a little bit faster. So, yeah, that's, from a programming perspective, that's incredibly sophisticated. Like the jump between the first order versus a more loosely goal-oriented is a pretty big jump. And there's a lot of sophistication going on in there. I'm I'm betting that there's a neural network in there. They didn't mention it, but I'm going to say that there's a neural network in there. Uh, 
they didn't say it outright in the write-up. If you go on Gama Sutra, you can find a write-up by the by their lead AI engineer about it. But yeah, it's it's also reading about the kind of things which went wrong is also kind of funny. They they took out the ability for people to be cannibalistic because it just ended up being like they would kill themselves trying to eat themselves and that didn't work out so there's a lot they obviously went through a lot of iterations and tested this pretty extensively and honestly the results are uh like really cool really fascinating and i'm interested it's going to go on for another 11 weeks so you can go on facebook find rival peak that's p-e-a-k and find this on Facebook. Also, you could just go from their website. Their website links to the Facebook page too. So, if you want to find out a little more about it, you can go to the website Rival Peak or the Facebook page. But yeah, that's from a AI perspective, that's incredibly sophisticated. Like many, many steps up from just like a average sim. And where honestly, the Sims. You can develop pretty sophisticated personalities and behavior just in Sims, but this is a step above that. So, and before and, I guess you try and go out there and try and make your own version of this, this is not a game. This is a thing they're doing. Like it's not commercially available to people yet, or if ever, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's it's a thing you can interact with like it's a game. Like I said, you can in in the similar way that you interact with the Sims that you can kind of guide them towards an action rather than just, like, well, outright... Sims had, like, disable free will mode. This does not have that. Yeah. Yeah, this does not mm-hmm. have that, so... But, yeah, um, I think that's worth watching if you're interested in it. It's, because it's also a social experiment, I think, as well. Because it's like, are the, is the crowd going to kind of work to actively screw them over, you know, for... Yes, it's for Facebook. Humor? Or is, you know, but ultimately they found, I mean, honestly, they may be more helpful than harmful. So I guess we'll see. It's only week one. We have plenty of time to fuck them over. (laughs) Yeah. Bring back cannibalism, hashtag. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, very interesting all-around experiment because it's both an AI, sophisticated AI, and a social experiment. So, yeah, we'll see. Just the two things you want Facebook involved with. <laughs> hmm? Yeah. That's our kind of big tech news of the week, I guess. Now you want to think of it. Yeah. Back to our video game coverage, if you will. Uh, where to go back to first? Um, yeah, it's kind of the same. No, it's not. Um, Ryan Hernandez. Hernandez? I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, we've talked about him before on this podcast. He was one of he's the guy that hacked the Nintendo network and leaked a bunch of Switch stuff. And he is now facing three years in prison for that. And let's see if I I saw a couple things. I Child pornography. Yeah, I was trying to find. That's a what's to actually landing him in prison for. Yes. Like that's that's the big charge. Hacking charge is kind of nothing compared to that one. Yeah, argument should be longer with that one in mind too, but. Yeah, no, I, I guess yeah, Nintendo no, was pretty honestly, aggressively yeah. pursuing this, which then led to the discovery of the child pornography, so here we are. Yeah, also, he'll, be, only th- he'll be required years to, is, yeah. seven years of supervised release and to register as a sex offender. So, 
Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I don't know. It should be longer, but yeah. That's the that's the bigger charge. The hacking charge probably isn't even going to lead wouldn't even lead to that much. It'll probably lead to like a just like a you know, on parole type of thing. But yeah, this is the bigger thing is the uh, thousand pieces of child pornography on Jesus his computer. So it and it was in one folder, so it's just like, yeah, that seems to be that seems to be the the, the actual thing that he's going to jail for. Indeed. Let's put on our corporate's hats for a couple minutes and kind of dive into that. Some we'll start off with um, uh, we got some departures from Bioware, kind of under some somewhat strange circumstances. Did they reveal yet why they both left, or is that still a mystery? Uh, I don't. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, I hadn't either. I was kind of curious if this was kind of like a, a Ubisoft type of situation. But Casey Hudson of uh, Bioware fame and leaving Bioware fame, then rejoining Bioware fame, is once again leaving Bioware. <laughs> uh, uh. He has announced his departure from being the creative director of Mass Effect series. Which he was previously, then he came back, and uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. And on top of that, Mark Dara, Mark Dra, I should pronounce that one correctly, the uh, guy in charge of Dragon Age to a certain extent, the executive producer on that, he's also leaving. So if you're kind of playing the game of who of the original Bioware is left at Bioware, the answer is not a lot, potentially. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not. Yeah, it hasn't. It, nothing has kind of come out of yeah. any possible drama surrounding this. Well, in case the Hudson's left this know. before, like it may have been a like, okay, I came back and nope. That's why I kind of choose to believe on this at least for the time being until I'm proven wrong. Kind of in similar news to that. Um, I'm just gonna have you pronounce this one, Henry, because I'm gonna butcher it like I normally do with these names. All right, which uh, Silent Hill one, Kichiro Toyama? Yeah, K K Ichiro Toyama. Ichiro Toyama, Toyama has um le- uh, kind of famous for a bunch of stuff that you would know, specifically Silent Hill. But also, he was also involved in creating the Siren series, which Siren series is I don't know if you ever played it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gravity Rush, I don't really know. I like Gravity Rush. Gravity Rush is a cool physics-y game that feels like someone that made the Silent Hill and Siren games was like, what if I made a game that didn't terrify people? <laughs> and still found a way to terrify people with his game. Gravity Rush is a cool physics game. Uh, yeah. So he has left Sony. He's gone on to form... What's the name of the studio? Uh, Bokeh? Am I pronouncing yeah. that right? Looks like it. Yeah, Bokeh okay. Game Studio. So it's like he's branching off on his own. Um, I look forward to seeing what comes of that. Maybe we will see a game called Not Silent Hill. I don't know, last time was Gravity <laughs> Rush, and that was uh, those were very well-received games by fans and critics alike. I'm much not sure they sold amazingly, but they were pretty fantastic games, especially the sequel. Would have liked to have seen that, you know, on PC, but, you know... Whatever. I'm not sure it would have worked on PC, actually. I, I could be totally remembering wrong. They may have patched this one out. I remember the first one was pretty linked to the um, 
motion controls in the controller, which I guess could work in theory on the PC, but that stuff doesn't always transfer over all that well. Yeah, it's... And it was a Sony-exclusive thing. Like The first one was very much a sleeper hit, where if you knew, you knew, and then the second one got a big kind of promotional push behind it, and then it was like, okay, yeah, we know about the first one, too. Uh, I think the first one was technically better than the second one, but the second one was more of a video game, if that makes any sense. Like, first one was very much kind of like an indie tech demo of, look at this weird thing we made. The second one was, here's an actual-ass video game that in that process loses some of the charm of the first one. I also could be misremembering at this point. It's been a while since I've played either of them. They're very anime and visual. Ah, uh, but next on this kind of talk of uh, corporate boardrooms and whatnot, Activision Blizzard is suing Netflix because Netflix stole an executive. Um, what is this executive's name? Spencer Newman. Uh, the chief financial officer. Uh, I guess that. God, this is confusing to follow at this point because it's all just big company business. Well, yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah, uh, Newman had left, was looking to leave Activision and wanting to be hired by Netflix. And now Activision is saying that uh, you can't do that, which is weird. They're like, you can't try to hire people that are working for us, who, you know, employees who may have fixed term employment agreements. And they're acting, asking for punitive damages, which it, apparently that maybe they've done it more than once. But in any case, like, uh, no, you can't tell people where they can and cannot fucking work. Like, I, I if the judge finds in favor of Activision, that's bad for everybody. Like, as far as what I can understand there again, we're not, we're not lawyers here, but that seems like a bad precedent. If they say, um, yeah, like if they can do a permanent injunction against Netflix, barring them from trying to hire Activision employees, they can't fucking do that is that's interfering with sort of the freedom of, you know, people to work for whoever the fuck they want. I think the yeah. argument here is it was kind of a contract it's a contractual dispute, but again, I am no contract lawyer and like I, I know at least in my industry we had cooldown periods on a bunch of stuff where you couldn't work for they were short cooldown periods, but it was you weren't legally allowed to go work for certain companies immediately after you couldn't first if you were laid off you could. It was kind of problematic to leave from one company to another in a bunch of weird ways. And I don't know if that was necessarily legal. Honestly, or not. I, I- I'll say this, and I know that that's actually common for for different industries and companies. I think those are all bullshit, and you should be able to work for whoever the fuck you want. If they can fire you at any time for any fucking reason, then you should damn well be able to go wherever the fuck you want. Well, I'm not defending. I'm just saying that there's a legal precedent that exists. Whether no, it's no, no, I or not. Uh, yeah, um, but if they just make that even stronger, I mean, companies. Corporations are already trying to control our fucking lives in every fucking way possible. If they can actually say, no, you can't work for this and that and, like, permanently bar... Like, they're looking for a permanent injunction against Netflix from hiring Activision people. Permanent. That's the change here. And fuck you, Activision. Like, just fuck you again. Just fuck you forever. Fuck you, Activision. Worst fucking company ever. 
nobody should buy their goddamn games. There's a million other fucking game companies in the world. Why buy from a shit fucking company like Activision that pulls bullshit fuck shit like this? I fuck them. think Atlas is just Activision is not maybe unfair, but like I think every company at a corporate level does this, whether we want to admit to it or not. Not every company's bringing this to a fucking lawsuit. I, yeah, and I think it's like we haven't talked about it this week, but like the EA, uh, not the EA, the um, Apple versus like Epic Game thing is still out there. It's still like equally as dumb in some ways. Yeah, but so, that one won't really affect us. I on a personal, think it on a, might uh, potentially like, and that one might be for the better. But I, yeah. But, so but I'm, I'm saying here. that it's not going to affect your rights. Like this is a thing that will affect you, effective that will affect your rights as like an employee of a company. Like they can just now say you can't work for literally anybody ever again if you quit from us. I think that's a bit of a reach. What are you trying to say though, Alex? So I don't know if you guys went into this article as some of the details go, but apparently part of the reason. Netflix or Activision is pushing this against Netflix and seeking that permanent injunction has not so much to do with the hiring of their Spencer Newman. That's just kind of a catalyst, if you will. I think Activision is genuinely worried that Netflix would step into the video game space. Yep, that would make sense. Um, Because if you look in here, some of the things they talk about um, is they talk about how apparently that Netflix is making inroads in the video game space. Following that, following 2018's Newman's onboarding, specifically, they stressed that um, Netflix attended E3 in 2019 and hosted a panel called "Bringing Your Favorite Shows to Life: Developing Netflix Originals into Video Games," which leads you to believe that if Netflix starts to dabble in that publishing space of video games, that's another competition that Activision has to deal with. So the Spencer thing is just a kind of a I guess it's a cloaked way of trying to push their permanent injunction because what better way to avoid having to deal with a competitor in video games if they can't hire people who actively work for your video game company. So, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. It's like if they get a permanent injunction against act, act, uh, Netflix, they can get a permanent injunction against literally everybody. Yeah. They can say Activision employees can only work for Activision ever, ever in their lives. I don't. Yeah. That's a bit of a stretch, I think. But I get. But what that's an to easy with. thing to move to. Real uh, fucking easy. Uh, if I, they can get a permanent injunction against one company, they can get one against another, and then get one against another. Get one against another. Soon, Activision has banned you from ever moving from their company. Like if you yeah, leave it, their company, you can't get work. Yeah, that's. Ever again. I mean, and it also. It would also work out for them when you have cases of like a lot of these old Blizzard people leaving and doing their own thing. Like easily, once you set the prep like the precedent with a case like this, it's really easy, or it's easier to move forward with other people when you have a legal precedent already set in stone from something like this before. Yeah, it's just it just makes it easier. Not, I, I, so I think we're also grazing over the fact there was a contract violation part of this. Like it's and. I, well, I mean that n- yeah, none of con- us are contract, contract lawyers. Like it, it's one of those ones where none of us have had this level of corporate job that we just really can't comment on that. Like the the moving around is a fairly relatively common thing, especially in this day and age. And I think it's one of those ones where 
Does this actually set a precedent? Yes. Is it a different precedent that won't necessarily impact workers? Also, probably, yeah. Like, There's already been a bunch of lawsuits that have been brought on the same topic that have gone the way of normal-ass people kind of thing. Like, it's the... It's at the kind of corporate kind of executive level where things are a little bit more gray as they should be because you have kind of – I'm not saying whether or not the executive level of stuff is right or wrong. In this case, I kind of generally disagree with how it works across the board. What I'm saying is like the contract stuff there is different than an overarching company kind of thing, and this is not the same as the Blizzard people departing. This was a guy started – and then left in a very short period of time when he still was under contract to be renewed. Like, all the Blizzard people that left have run out their contracts by a long time at this point. They've kind of gotten out of that initial... You, these types of jobs, you typically pay someone a fair amount of money like as a signing bonus to come in. Again, that's its own kind of separate topic to go into, but the idea of... Like, as someone who got to watch at a previous job, someone basically get paid to move coasts and then leave the company within a month of doing that kind of thing. I get the frustration on this one. Again, like it's at the corporate level, so it's all ridiculous and kind of bullshit. But I think kind of trying to link this one to a worker right case or to a like what's going on with Blizzard, where you have a lot of kind of ex employees starting stuff. Like I, I, I see the line you're drawing, and it's not an invalid line. It's just not as direct a line as we're acting like right now. Like the corporate stuff is inherently a little bit more kind of, I don't use the word sinister, but kind of. Machiavellian and how it works because it has to be because like you're trying to dissuade people from just hopscotching around racking up as much money as possible and that's more of the crux here than and like, I think the argument of Netflix is trying to stop like Activision is trying to stop Netflix from moving into the game that makes sense but also the only two things Netflix has made that have been kind of video game like have been that choose-your-own-adventure thing they got sued over. They did twice, three times, I think, and those were not incredibly well-received. I think, like, we all played it, we're kind of like, yeah, this is a thing you could do, I guess. Like, neat, you did this, but also, why'd you do this? I Well, I mean, they talk about it here, that they mention things like bringing Stranger Things as a game kind of thing. And they're already doing that. Like, the the exists out there. That's not... Like, I I don't think Netflix is going to retool to kind of do in-house development from a publishing angle. I don't think more publishers is necessarily a bad thing, but I also think we're moving in a trending direction towards it being easier and easier to self-publish, and I think that's a whole other separate topic. Like, I I don't know. I've... I've just been seeing worker rights get eroded more and more every year in this country, and I feel like this is, this, this, I feel like, though, the courts generally don't find for the employer in a lot of cases like this, so I'm not sure they're going to get much out of this. Yeah, I think this is, if I'm kind of, if I'm channeling our lawyer, Albatross Wrong, and all of his, well, legal air quotations on that advice just based on kind of my personal kind of experience with this topic. These typically don't go the way of the suey and you kind of do it to make the statement and dissuade maybe some people from doing this in the future, but also if people are going to leave, people are going to leave. Like There's not a whole lot you can do in some cases, at least at this point in time. And I'm also like, and again, like it's it's the corporate level of stuff. That stuff is inherently a lot weirder than 
and a lot kind of more shifty pieces. Like, fuck, Reggie Fils-Aimé now works for, like, is in some way linked up with GameStop, and we all think of that as a suicidal move, but from, like, a corporate executive level, it might have been a pretty good signing bonus. Who the fuck knows? Like, that may be no more complicated than GameStop executive board going, yo, if we sign Reggie to kind of be, like, a semi-figurehead, or at least be linked to this now, it might be beneficial to us in the long term. And he's like, fuck it, I worked for Pizza Hut, and I'm still a lot round. Like, I got money. I'm good. I can hang around and kind of cash a check on this bullshit. Yeah, I. It's not a good look, period. But I don't. I, I think it's before we go kind of super doom and gloom on this one. Like, hey, let's see if this one, how this one plays out, if it even like goes anywhere, period. Because it like it definitely kind of at least from an outside perspective has the vibe of we're mad this happened. Also, this happened what three years ago now, almost. Yeah, and it's just kind of coming into factor now. And maybe that's how long it takes the machinations of this thing to kind of rev up. But also, I think this is something else happening. They're like, we have to stand, we have to take a stand now, and this is the easiest way to take a stand. Lawsuit! But also, at the same time, if you're going to sue every single employee you ever had, that becomes a much more expensive thing. And I think this one, you actually have a semi, like, valid or not, or functional case or not, you have at least the bones of one, I think like using the Blizzard one as an example, that one's a lot harder of a sell at that point. Like, it's... But, but I mean, I guess the problem with me, uh, big problem is, is, like, they're looking for a permanent injunction on all employees that ever, will ever work for Activision, can never work for Netflix. I mean, that's that's not just going after this one guy. They're going after everybody that could ever think about working for Netflix at their yeah. early well, so, and, or ever or but, will ever work no, at but, Activision. So, uh, based off, it's not everyone. It's just fixed-term employment agreements. No, they're just saying everyone. No, they say fixed-term employment agreements in this article, dude. They, they, it's specifically as part of the injunction part they're trying to file. It's fixed-term employment age agreements are the thing I was talking about where the guy had a contract that said you're guaranteed work I don't think any of us have had a job that's guaranteed us work in a very long time. This is a situation where you've been hired for X amount of time with an option to extend. And he chose to terminate early. That's that's what they're going after, and that's more of the corporate level stuff. Yeah, like it, but it I'm not says saying it's may not, have. It also says may have fixed term employment agreements, which means that they're stretching for more than that. The inclusion <clears throat> of fixed term employment agreements, I think, is an important factor, though. It's not inherently immediately about everyone it's about and again i'm not a lawyer so i don't kind of know exactly how much all over the place this is none of us are and it's i'm not saying it's a good look but i'm also not willing to kind of get as hand ringy on this one when it's not a situation at least immediately right now impacts any of us or kind of the average activision employee again it's stupid and dumb and not a good look but and it's just absolutely kind of corporate weirdness up the wazoo but and Activision being total assholes. Yeah, oh, yeah, as no, yeah. Or I think we're all on board on that stance. It's Activision being Activision. Sorry, Activision Blizzard being Activision Blizzard. Like, I, I'm going to start working in that Activision Blizzard now from now on to kind of remind people on that one. Sorry, Alex. Yep. That's fine. That's the name of the yes. company, so. <laughs> yeah. Where to go from here? Who the hell is EG7? Um, they're like a, um, I 
Hold on, let me bring them up. Yeah, right. so I, the, the, kind of what sparked this question of mine is they are going around buying up a bunch of game studios, kind of in a bringing them in hell style thing. I, I I'd never heard of EG Seven prior to this. Um, they're they're a gaming cooperative of a sure. sort. So yeah, <clears throat> they're just. Uh, kind of being a conglomerate of multiple companies it seems yeah. like and that's kind of it yeah uh looks like they're based out of sweden that sounds like a sweden thing to do well i wish i could have warned them that uh daybreak games is garbage so that, sucks to suck i guess yep but they also bought the uh piranha games mech warrior dev so that's a shame that game was cool this also might change absolutely nothing, though, either, so. Uh, I mean, it could be they're, they could be better funded. Through yeah, this no, that would be cool, actually. Company. Yeah. Or MechWarrior Games would be cool. Yeah, so to actually go through this article, EG, uh, yeah, EG7 has kind of penned up some deals that are requiring a bunch of studios. They are requiring the EverQuest and H1Z1 dev Daybreak Studios, which Alex already mentioned, for $300 million. And a hundred percent kind of takeover, for lack of a better phrase. Um, where's the? Is there a price for the Mech Warrior one? Yeah, twenty four point two million. That's not shabby. Yeah, it'd be those people deserve to get paid to a certain extent. Daybreak maybe a little bit less, but is H one Z one still even around? <laughs> Don't think no so. EverQuest no is kind of indirectly, but EverQuest has just kind of survived past a lot of stuff, but um. Yeah, H one Z one sucks, uh, and EverQuest is all right. It exists. Yeah. Oh, and I, I guess like maybe important to mention, EG seven is short for Inad Global Seven, which is a little bit less of a kind of cool ass name. But also, they I, yeah, I, this exists. It's kind of corporate creations being corporations. This is a co- a co op collective kind of thing as opposed to just new Activision Blizzard, but has that kind of same vibe to it, I guess. Mm. I don't know. You want to talk about Fortnite for a couple minutes? Sure. It crashed Twitch. Yeah, I heard about that. Whether it actually crashed Twitch is up for kind of debate. Well, so I guess <laughs> their most recent has come to an end. Uh, Thanos, not Thanos, um, Galactus showed up and fucked some shit up. I guess this last season was uh, Marvel-based. This upcoming one seems to be bounty hunter themed to the point where like i guess the mandalorian or it's like hunters or something like a bunch of guest characters are showing up that are hunter themed i i'm not sure if it's confirmed yet, but i've heard rumors that fucking kratos might be coming to fortnite which he's he's in, he's in, it. in it he's yeah. in it <clears throat> i'm okay with this this seems yeah. dumb <laughs> we can finally sell debate who would win a fight kratos or the mandalorian Mm. Kratos. Kratos would win. Well, it's great when you start seeing Kratos doing all the weird-ass fucking Fortnite Again, I'm images. okay with this. Like, I'm not such a hardcore God of War <laughs> fan where I'm like, yeah, fucking have Kratos do the dumb Fortnite dances. Whatever. Yeah. If this bothers you, I'm sorry, but grow the fuck up. It's a video game. Like, Yeah, welcome to video <laughs> games. Dad of War can have sick dance moves in a weird shooty game. It also was John Wick <laughs> and Thanos and a bunch of Marvel characters in The Mandalorian now. Like, 
Any game that lets me settle my dumb debates about who would win in a fight versus who is a game I'm more okay with existing than, like, people sitting there going, like, no, the sanctity of God of War must be maintained. And I'm like, sanctity of what? (laughs) I played those spinoff titles for God of War, and the sanctity of God of War has not been maintained. I I played the Vita versions of that game, and they sucked. The new ones were all good. The third one of the original trilogy had some problems. That character was problematic and as fuck, and I enjoy the fact they're putting him in Fortnite, because that's just weird. Chris is a shotgun. Kratos would always have a shotgun. Even if he didn't have a shotgun, he would find a shotgun. That makes sense, and is a fact. I put his son in the game, too, because he deserves to be there, too, but who the fuck cares? (laughs) (laughs) But this is all kind of a fun, jokey way to get to the fact that Sports most recent season finale, Fortnite had 15.4 million concurrent players at time of kind of season end. Further confirming that, as we all know, Fortnite is a dying game that is for garbage people, <laughs> that is made by an evil company, that the epic, that the epic, the Apple Epic impact is having major impact on. Epic Store bad, I- Steam good. Yes, and as we all know, Fortnite is for lame-ass kitties or whatever. I <laughs> The hatred towards Fortnite, I just don't get it at this point. Like I don't get it either. Yeah. Like, I don't play it, but I also don't hate it. Yeah, like, it's, it's kind of like the hating Madden at this point, in my view. Like, there's reasons to hate Madden, but also it's kind of like, it doesn't hurt almost anyone. Like, it comes out every year, it's the one game a certain group of people play. Just let yeah. them be happy at this point. <laughs> We can make our snarky jokes about how it's the same game as last year all we want, but also, like, Alex is playing WoW, and Henry's playing a bunch of games from Legacy Consoles, and I'm playing Destiny. We have no high horse to stand on in this case. (laughs) At least what they're playing is kind of air quotations new. Yeah. But, yeah, Fortnite, it had a big night, and stuff happened, and Galactus showed up. I... I really enjoy the fact that as we keep, I guess Fortnite keeps doing weird stuff, they keep, like, doing deeper and deeper cuts into Marvel than the MCU has yet, where I'm like, why the fuck is Galactus shown up in Fortnite and not in the MCU yet? That's an obvious, like, next big villain for the MCU to build towards, and then you can add in bullshit like the Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer and whatever the hell you want, because it's Galactus. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. Moving on from that to something else seasonal-based now, I guess. We got Sea of Thieves, a game that still exists. Surprise, surprise. I, I sure as fuck them in some ways. Uh, apparently, its previous model is more of a kind of a monthly content update. Now it's moving to more of a seasonal update, which I think just sounds smart and like a longer version of a month, if you think of it that way, and that's for a kind of more cohesive package. But I'm also confused because I could have sworn that thing already had like a seasonal setup to it anyway, where... They had, like, Year of the Blood Tide and Year of the Zombie Wake and Year of No One Knowing What the Fuck to Do in this game because it was kind of half-baked when it came out, but I... Cool. I'm still happy people are playing that thing. It's got some legs, apparently. I will go back and check that game out when they say it's better to play because it wasn't bad, but it sure hell wasn't something to dive into the way some other people seem to have. But, how do you? Have either of you checked that game out ever, or nah? No. See a Thieves? Yeah. No. Is it on PC? Yeah, that's where I've played it. Okay. Yeah, right. they have it on the, uh, if you have the Xbox Pass or whatever. You can also just buy it. You can play it off of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't played it. I've yeah. never played it. Last but not least, we have a story of a small game studio that could. F well, well, F mod isn't a small studio. F mod is a well. F mod is an audio. Sure, yeah. It, it it's an audio package essentially, and it's a sound effects engine and authoring tool. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Sorry, yeah. It, for applications. Yeah, they're they're a what's that dev team at that point? More accurate would be the right description for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a dev team. Yeah. So what they're doing is you can now if you make less than if your yearly revenue is less than two hundred thousand for your studio you can use fmod studio for free and fmod studio is basically a digital audio workstation it's a daw but it's specifically for like applications and games a daw yeah digital audio workstation i've never heard that phrase before oh i've seen it used a lot because i use i use traction as my daw currently um i mean audacity is a daw as well i've never Um, heard that label for us i I thought they were called just free sound editing tools. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're because there's you know, yeah, that's that's a common term. You can look it up on well, you can just look it up in general, but yeah, there's a like, you know, you put in, you know, everything that you might think of like Ableton and Cakewalk, Cubase, Pro Tools. Those are all the those reason, those are all considered, you know, a garage band as well. Uh, all considered uh, digital audio workstations. But yeah, uh, this is but it's specifically one for games because it also lets you kind of add special effects and do 3D sound. You know, like you know, uh, positionally place sound so that like in a game, in a, like a 2D or 3D game or whatever, when something's on the right of you, you know, it'll make sounds to the right of you. It'll it'll change the yeah, the actual built-in surroundingness of games, I guess. Yeah, and so FMOD has stuff for that. It is a is one of the tools that allows you to do that. So it's used. Uh, it's it's in a lot of. I mean, it's included in Unity. Yeah, I know the logo for Unreal Engine. Yeah, Unity and Unreal Engine three can uh, use FMOD. So well, that's good news, I suppose, for people that use FMOD. Yep. Which is a lot. Yeah. It's a very common tool. No, I recognize I mean, the, the only name. other one is uh, OpenAL, which is a uh, open source uh, library for it. And you may have seen that logo, too. That's used in a lot of games. That one's always been free. That's cool. Yeah, this trend of, like, maybe we should make it easier to develop games that, like, won't make big money is not a bad thing, necessarily. Yeah. I might call it a good thing. So yeah, and FMOD is a major, well-known, and very widely used tool, and that's really cool. Yeah. Is that it for news this week? I think so. Yeah. It's time for emails, and we do have emails. Yeah. Awesome. If you wanted to contact us, Henry, how would you go about doing that? You would email... WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Alex? Uh, that email is WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. That's right, WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Spells it sounds down in the show notes. I'm slurring all of a sudden, which is bad. But yeah, et cetera, et cetera. You know the drill by now. You know where to send this stuff. And we got two emails this week. One's from Jeff. 
We'll do that one second, but one is more directly for Alex, and it comes in from an anonymous, but we'll feel it for the entire group. Dear Wicked Awesome cast, a bad joke was made last week that if you die in the Shadowlands, you come back to life in the normal game. And while this joke is dumb, it did make me consider the even dumber question. WoW is an MMO. You have to kill mobs. What exactly are the mobs in the, of the Shadowlands? Also, if you kill something... Nah, sorry, if you kill something name that wasn't uh, already bound for the Maw, is it kicked over to the Maw as punishment for its becoming Death Squared? Do you fight the non-Maw factions, and if so, does that mean you're adding insult to injury? Is there another dimension named something like the Shadowlands-er? So the, sh- the shadowier lands <laughs> you get sent <laughs> to if you die in the normal Shadowlands? Inquiring minds need to know these answers. Uh, I think it's one of those situations where you get recycled. Like, I think once you die in the Warcraft universe, and this is all speculative at my point here, so think of the grain of salt. I don't work for Blizzard or anything like that or work on the lore. But um, what happens is you uh, you get turned into... You know how in Final Fantasy VII, when you die, you become part of the life force or the life stream, whatever you call it? Sure. You guys know what I'm talking about yeah. in Final Fantasy VII? I can pretend yeah. I do. Yeah. That's what happens. You just you get turned into uh, into spirit juice and then uh, redistributed and either resurrected again well, or... Okay, I so I had a question like this on... after last week as well. Like, So you've got the mod and you've got like the five kingdoms. Does everyone wind up in one of those six places, or is it just kind of much that wind up back as like atomized dust? Nope. The, you you get one of those five locations. You either end up in one of the four, or you end up in the maw. So it's five. So they totally have one of the guess. shittiest afterlifes possible, actually. Why would that? I mean, why would that? Because well, there's case? no afterlife where you were a normal ass person just wanted to hang out. Uh, I mean, I guess you could do that in the Druid area, or yeah, Ardenville, the, like, you just kind of want to hang like, out. Okay, using us as an example, like, none of us necessarily fit into any of those afterlives specifically. Like, maybe I go to the Torture Vampire Lands, but... You would definitely be in the Torture Vampire yeah. area, I think. Um, I don't know. I would probably be in the, uh, in Ardenweald and just kind of hang out and not do anything. So, yeah, so it's like none of us are great warriors. None of us are like big friends to nature in the way the druids were. Like, I'm going to Vampire Land because, well, fuck it. Yeah, of course I am. Yeah. You were <laughs> had hubris. Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> With a capital H. Yeah, like, I don't know if any of us are maw worthy, but maybe my dog is. She's kind of a monster. But, yeah, no, like, it, it's like. When I saw this come in, I'm like, yeah! Where the fuck do normal people wind up in the Warcraft afterlife? That's a good question. So, like, it is an interesting question, yeah. though. <laughs> and maybe you'll find out. Like, I, so I because of this email and because also like people were fucking buzzing about Shadowlands some this week. I watched the Sylvana cinematic called like No More Lies or something, where she explains why she's been doing all her bullshit stuff, and I'm like. Wait, is Sylvanas the good guy again? Is she actually trying to fix death for people? That's kind of cool. Also, the ends do not justify the means, but like her motivation <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> what? 
No, just the justification thing. It's funny you say that. Like, try to fix death. I it, There's some stuff going on with that. I know. Like, she's still the bad guy, but, like, the, the motivation she has right now of she tried to die, got kicked back because death is now broken in Azeroth, it's like, ha! Huh, that is a really good reason to do your murderous psycho death cult you've been doing. You're still the bad guys, but... Ha! Huh. That's a compelling argument for why you've done this. I do not expect from Blizzard's writing team at this point after Battle for Azeroth. And like, it even leans hard into the fact that like, you're wearing all these skulls, and she's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I am, they're cool. <laughs> you saw the cinematic, you've seen the cinematic I'm talking about, right? Which one? Are you she's talking, talking about? to like the human prince king, whatever the, his name is. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. She's trying to, f- yeah, that one. I-, I was wondering if you had seen that one. I didn't want to bring it up. Oh, no, yeah, I, that's yes, the one I that watched. One. And I'm like, huh, okay, yeah. It's one of those like everybody. It's funny because people were like, oh, they're gonna do this fucking redemption arc bullshit thing. Like, yeah, no, she's still evil. Like, she, she's not leaning into. I'm not evil. She's just like, here's my motivation. So I'm like. Those are okay motivations, actually. You're still a mass-murdering monster, but... Yeah. Okay! <laughs> you're, gonna fix your, you're gonna fix death. Okay! <laughs> Not like end death, just like end how like fucked up the Azeroth afterlife is, which... Yeah, based on your explanations and like what we just talked about, seems to be a kind of maybe somewhat noble and worthy goal? Because that yeah. seems kind of fucked. <laughs> Maybe not mass murder, but also. Are you just thinking about, like, there should be, like, a neutral place, like, in the good place? I, yeah, it's, it, it, I, as someone who does not kind of really believe in an afterlife necessarily, but also, like, thinks a lot of cultures have very stringent rules that, like, if there is indeed an afterlife, like, yes, there's going to be a bad one, there's going to be, like, the pinnacle one, but also, like, most people don't do enough things in life to warrant winding up in either place. And, like, if I had to pick a version of the afterlife of the infinite number out there to pick from, like, I think the good place is the most, like, representation of how I think it, like, if, if such a thing has to work the way I think it should work, where it's like, okay, yeah, no, if you were a fucking shit heel in life, we fix you, and then you kind of get to do whatever the fuck you want to, you ready to pass on, and then you just pass the fuck on and get recycled at that point, like. That's the idea I go to in my head, but it's also one of those ones where, like, when you have... And it bugged me some we were talking about it last week. We were talking about the Azeroth one, where it's like, okay, none of these are for just, like, normal-ass people. Like, I I guess, like, bakers could go to the green one, but, like, I don't think a bunch of farmers and bakers are going to love hanging out with druids that much. And, like, yeah, I guess the warrior one exists, but, like, what if you, like or a warrior in life against your will and, like, your last dying wish was like, okay, I want to fucking retire from this. I don't want to do this anymore. So it's not necessarily that you had to be, like, a warrior to end up in the warrior area. It's just you have a, quote-unquote, fighting spirit. Yeah, but, like, again, like, like, it's still, it's like, it's like, what if, like, your entire life you had that fighting spirit and, like, your only desire was in the afterlife to be, like, I finally get to rest and, like, not have to fight anymore because I'm dead and you wind up there and like haha you were a blacksmith in life that lived in a shit town and had to fight your entire life to stave off starvation and stuff and now you're here in murder dome welcome well (laughs) i'm not playing it so i can't like be i'll totally kind of act like i know i'm knowledgeable of it but like 
based on what I've read now, kind of kind of out of curiosity and this question and like what you've said, it definitely is kind of this like, yeah, what happens to the normalized people that were like, I I was a baker, were you the best baker ever? No, I was like a decent baker. Did you, <laughs> do you have to go to the vampire torture palace? God, I hope not. I wasn't an especially bad baker either. Didn't swindle people. Yeah. I was just a baker. Did you on your wife? No. I never got married. Bakers don't do so well on the Athari Highlands. It was a short life because I was, again, a baker. I don't know. Well, it, everyone knows that the real afterlife is you get sent to the Shadow Realm. Apparently. And you have to fight with Yu-Gi-Oh cards to get out. That's how it works, I forget. That point. You, you just can't make in? me leave at that point. It's like, you just play Yu-Gi-Oh again. <laughs> nah, I'ma stay. But you're in hell. Hell's one thing. Playing Yu-Gi-Oh again is another thing altogether. But it's easy <laughs> to get out. You, just have to, you can just build your insane decks. No, I'm, I'm, I'm staying. That part of my life is over. You're dead now. Like I said, over. <laughs> you guys upgrade to a real game system. Let me know. That dice game from uh, Valhalla. I'll play that to get out of hell. I'm not sure I'm playing no Yu-Gi-Oh to escape. <laughs> you may play Destiny to escape hell. I am fucking in. There's no winning in this game. No, there is not. Yeah. They had a fourth subclass. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, sorry. I, 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 This has taken... This couple of questions gone far, I think, beyond its initial scope. But yeah. I was also bugged, I guess, in the same way our listener was about how it's like, wait, where's the normal people, Heaven? Yeah. <laughs> where's the like place for Josh, guy that was that a guy that was a banker in Duratar? Oh no, he's a goblin. He's going to the uh, fucking torture vampire place. Every goblin goes there. <laughs> they have like, a reserved section just called Goblicon. Goblicon. Welcome, goblins. You already you immediately go here. But I was a good goblin, but you were still a goblin. You kind of oh, racist God. allegory. Yeah, that's <laughs> and I've and you know what I've kind of talked about that before. It's just like that's my least favorite thing about a lot of fantasy is like here's this race. They are all evil. What? Why? That's. That's not a thing, and it shouldn't be a thing. It's really fucking racist, actually, and it's kind of weird and dumb, and I hate seeing that in any media that I consume. But anyways, yeah. yeah. Well, so we also have an email in from Jeff. I think I actually missed from a previous week. We're still talking about Valhalla, so it's still valid. But before we move on to that, I think writing Anonymous, that was... Far more conversation I thought we were going to get out of that. <laughs> also, Alex, we need to know where the normal people go when they go to the when they go to the afterlife. We need this answer for the podcast. You need to dive yeah. into the Shadowlands and find the normal people place. <laughs> I will do my best and report back. Please, wow, don't have a normal people place. So Alex is stuck farming the Shadowlands forever. Like it's a new expansion. I gotta find this. I know it's in here. <laughs> If Sylvanas makes normal people heaven inside of the Shadowlands, that game is fucked. <laughs> I hope it happens. But yes, Jeff's email. Hello, fuckers. 
Last week, someone wrote in discussing the differences between Amata Marth and Scald. With that, with discussion of Metal Vikings, I decided to take it upon myself to bring up Leopoc, the Spanish Viking metal band from Spain. Of course there's one. Metal is stupid. Everything is stupid. They have an album called Bizar- called Beer Zerker. Oh, now I know what the fuck comic metal is. Thanks, Jeff. Which is about the most Viking uh, metal collection of words of words that have ever been put together. Alex, I expect you to be adding this band to your daily regiment henceforth. Beer Zerker is such a great fucking it, title. It's a great name. Holy it's, shit. It's great. It is. Yeah. That is a great fucking title. I'm surprised there's not a band called Beer Zerker out there mad at yeah. this band for that. Maybe that's what Corpacani's nickname a band name translates to, because that band would be pissed if there was a beer zerker out there. Uh, I've not listened to them yet. I totally forgot we got the email, so I didn't read it last week. But yes, the fact there's a Spanish Viking metal band out there—that's metal is stupid. I'm gonna become a country fan. <laughs> metal is stupid. Over. Nothing but show tunes from here on out. Yeah. I got nothing on this one. Thanks for writing in, Jeff. Uh, that does for emails this <laughs> week. Uh, WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Send them in. Apparently we will literally read almost anything. So, yeah. I've, if we get a trend going of us like asking Alex increasingly philosophical questions about the Shadowlands, I would be in for that because Alex is mm. obviously unequipped to have these conversations because the Shadowlands is I'm not equipped to have these conversations. Well no, no, I'm saying the game has not equipped you with the tools to answer these <laughs> questions. Like, the lore has not been yeah. enough for you. No. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying you can't talk about it. I'm saying like you don't have the information we're seeking. Like let's get it real. It doesn't specific. exist. The information yeah. doesn't exist. Let's get real into this. Yeah. <laughs> have you embraced uh, Sylvanas, our Lord and Savior? Mm. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> she did come back from the dead, just saying. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that I'm now thinking of Sylvanas as Warcraft Jesus. <laughs> Warcraft Jesus. Mass genocide conducting, war crime committing, Warcraft Jesus. She literally got kicked out of hell for being too rad a dude or bad a bitch. I don't know what the correct word is for Sylvanas. Too rad a dude? <laughs> You're too rad, dude. Get out of here. Hell can't hold me. I'm too rad, bitches. <laughs> rad out of hell. I think that's actually a movie I saw once. Uh, let's end this before we get too far down this dumb, dumb rabbit hole. Uh, that does it for this week. Uh, WickedAwesomeCast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, check us out. If you listen to this podcast with some frequency, make sure you like us or review us or whatever the correct thing to share support on platforms i'll send in your emails yeah uh, we are coming up on the krampus cast we are officially in the month the krampus cast happens in so if you want to submit some stuff for that consideration send them in that also means we are rapidly approaching our game of the year coverage which will happen either very early next year or very late in our year this year um not to be kind of self suffering prophecy. I'm pretty sure we might start thinking about that right after Cyberpunk comes up. That's the last kind of big question mark of the year for any of us. 
I'm not sure anything that actually is coming out after that point that happens in 2020. But yeah, um, year's almost over. Thank God. Do not buy into the idea that just because New Year, New You will be a thing. Work to improve yourself, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, we've got stuff coming up that's kind of our more traditional stuff as our normal stuff we cover winds down some because that's how years work and how Christmas and holiday seasons work in general. But yeah, with that in mind, any upcoming activities from either of you two that the fans should be, uh, I guess, aware of to make sure they kind of catch it if you do something? Um, I... I don't really think I have much right now, other than with uh, oh, excuse me. Other than um, with the raid unlocking this next week, I'm hoping to get some streams done of the actual raid itself. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, uh, Mave Online on all the streaming platforms. That's uh, Twitch, Facebook Gaming, and YouTube. Uh, so yeah, it'll probably be we might do some on Tuesday. Um, but more than likely, definitely Friday and Saturday evening. So keep an eye out for that. You're no longer living the streamer lifestyle, right? You're back doing kind of your normal regular hours. Yeah, not really living the streamer lifestyle right now. I said I was, and then I just get lazy sure. on it. Like I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's where you can find me. You can always follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and I'll post when I go live and all that stuff on there. So just keep an eye on there as well. I am. I have been streaming a lot more often, as I've mentioned. Uh, I'm streaming usually three or four nights, so I'll trying to figure out maybe some sort of a regular schedule of maybe things I'll do. Like maybe uh, I, I even kind of discussed. Uh, somebody in my chat mentioned maybe on like Fridays I'll do like uh, a game genie screw around in games because there's codes that just do wild stuff, and I have some codes that do wild stuff. And but yeah, I am Kraken Zero on on social media and in Twitch. That's is spelled Z E R Zero, and that is on Twitch, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And usually, if I'm streaming, I will put out something on Instagram and Facebook about that. So if you follow those, then you'll know when I'm streaming. But also, if you just follow me on Twitch, I'll also announce when I'm going to be streaming. I may even start to do the scheduling thing, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out what a good schedule for me would be. Anyways, yeah, that's that's what I'm up to. Yeah. Yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. Uh, Armchair Guardians, we're keeping that chugging apparently, so if you want your full dose of that Destiny talk, go find that. We're on all distribution platforms as kind of this podcast is. Uh, it's time. We talk about lots of Destiny. Way too much Destiny. Um. I may try and stream some of Cyberpunk. I always feel weird just kind of doing silent streams of me playing a game because that feels kind of a weird thing to do, but also I just kind of want to sit back and enjoy that game some. I know I've been shitty on my streaming schedule lately, so that's a thing that may happen. So, yeah, uh, Destiny Streams will be back once my clan kind of reorganizes more to get our rating schedules figured out some. It'll be a little while before doing drunk streams again because... The one we were doing for that is no longer in the game, and the ones that are are actually require a little bit more concentration, but we were already kind of gearing up to do Drunk Last Wish, so we are Mad Men. <laughs> but yes, uh, and, and Mad Girls, Mad Lasses, whatever the correct phrase for that one is. Mad Women, because, yeah. I, doesn't matter. That that I'll be better at that, I promise. Maybe that'll be a 2021 thing, but 
yeah, uh, in theory, I'll have my Thursday streams back soon. But we'll see if that sticks. But yeah, mostly go find me on social media, MORD4K, to keep updated with the fuck I'm up to lately. And Armchair Guardians, because fuck it, why not? I think that's it for this week, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. All right, then. So we got a kind of write-in from Jeff on this one, uh, and I'll use it for change because it's a good one. Cue the Viking metal! Yeah.